The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. Hey guys, it's Gobby, and welcome to What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. We got a little bit of a facelift. If you're new here, I'm Gobby. I'm the founder of What's Gobby Cooking, a best-selling author, and now a podcast host. What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild, which is the latest version of my podcast, is your one-stop shop for all your food and cooking questions. We'll be talking tips and tricks, how to store food, how to put together meals based on what's in your pantry, and more. I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people and highlighting super cool small companies from the food world. So let's get right into it. This is What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. All right, guys. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend, did something nice for themselves, ate some ice cream. I certainly did. I know summer might technically be over like because people who have kids are back in school, whether that's in school or virtual learning, whatever. But here's the deal. I don't abide by the rules anymore. Seasons don't matter. Days don't matter. (laughs) We're just we're just going to roll like it's summer for a while. Okay. Um, today on the podcast, I have the mastermind and one of the co-owners behind Salt and Straw, Tyler. First of all, if you guys don't know what Salt and Straw is, let me just tell you, it's the best ice cream on earth. Truly, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. They have they have different flavors that come out every month. They have location and scoop shops up and down the West Coast. You can order them online. You can have a pint of the month club. I'll get into all of that later, but it's amazing. Anyways, Tyler, who you're about to meet, is the mastermind and chef behind Salt and Straw, and he comes up with all those incredible flavors. So the birthday cake and blackberry, the salted malted chocolate chip cookie dough. I mean, all the special flavors for every week or every month. You guys, I mean, the man's a genius, obviously. And today we're going to be talking all things ice cream with him. So without further ado, here's Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for being on the pod. How's everything going up in Portland? Oh, we're doing good. You know, just trying to make as much ice cream as possible, make people's days a little happier. I mean, I have been to every location in Portland, in Los Angeles. And I also, do you guys have locations in Nashville? No, no, I wish. It's so cool. Where did I go? I went to another one. I Somewhere very humid. Portland's pretty humid right now. <laughs> Well, I know, right? But I feel like the it's just like you guys are crushing it. I'm the biggest salt and straw fan. I want to know, will you tell me how you guys got started in this whole industry? Kim and I, my cousin, her and I started the company together in 2011 here in Portland. And it's so funny because we um, started just as a push cart. And that was our dream to somehow open one ice cream shop in Portland. And that was 10 years ago. And somehow... I think we slowly kind of built this philosophy of how we want to create experiences with our ice cream and how we want to take people on journeys through flavor. And, you know, our excitement for ingredients and flavor has taken us uh, all across the country. We're really excited. How many How many locations do you guys have now? Uh, we have just over 20 locations now. Oh, my God. So, I'm getting ready to open <laughs> in Florida, actually, which is kind of our big step 
off the West Coast. So that is going to be terrifying. That's incredible. When is Florida anticipated? Hopefully later this year. Um, it got a little delayed, you know, as, sure, as the world everything. did. <laughs> <laughs> but Florida is like an ice cream year round kind of place. Like they, they need, it's humid there. They need it at all times of the year. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's always hot. It's perfect ice cream weather. I mean, that said, Portland is not always hot, but every time I'm at that 23rd location, there is a line down the block, like all the way basically to Williams-Sonoma. So I guess it doesn't really matter what kind of temperature it is because you guys just have a cult following. Well, you know, (laughs) we change our menu every month and it's like this beautiful, epic menu. We put a whole year's worth of research and development behind every single menu and once it launches, it just, I think it blows people's minds every, and we have so much fun just like trying to surprise and delight people across the country with our new menus. So I think that's what's keeping people in. How far ahead did you already plan September? Um, typically we start planning like a year in advance and it's because like working in a smaller kitchen, uh, you know, even when we first started Salt and Straw, it was easy to live in the moment because you could, you know, reach out to a farmer and they'd bring over you know, a box of apples that, you know, it's growing off this one tree that started growing this unique blend. He wanted you to juice it and make this ice cream out of it. And that's fun. You know, over 20 locations now, we have to work with our farmers a year in advance to start planning out what what do we want to grow? How do we, what are tests are we going to be doing with their crops or with their product? And it's cool because if you plan it far enough in advance, you can do pretty much anything you can dream of. And you guys work with local farmers and artisans in each kind of environment or each location that you guys are in, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Every city we do business in has a slightly different menu. Um, And I think that's really important to the ethos of kind of going on this journey. So um, when you go to Los Angeles, you want to feel the flavors of that city. Um, When you go to Miami, when you're in Portland, you know, each one is going to have these different, really unique stories. And have you ever worked with a farmer or artisan and said like, I want Let's just take apples, for example, because I feel like there probably are apples yeah, we're coming ready for in, apple season in your work. September. <laughs> but like, have you ever talked to a farmer back in 2019 and been like, I want, I want like X apple, but I want it a little bit sweeter. And then they can somehow like, like crossbreed it with something else and make it exactly what salt and straw is looking for. Yes. And no, like this is the cool thing about growing. You get to like, you get to work really closely with your, your partners. But typically, we're actually working on the opposite side of that spectrum where um, we'll sit down with our partners, you know, if they're making this epic new chocolate or growing a very specific apple in this case. And we want to learn what they're doing because I like this idea of using our ice cream more as like a platform to tell that story. I've got like this weird mentality where I think creativity for me, it stems from learning and from allowing ourselves to be really nimble and kind of go with with the flow as we're starting to see the inspiration all around us. And I bet the farmers are so appreciative of these like massive orders that are coming in for their chocolates or their caramels or their honeycomb or whatever it is. Like how incredible to make a difference in not only your business and all of your customers' lives, but these artisan and growers and farmers' lives. Like that's so cool. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's even something that we're growing and we're already seeing like this is a really, this is an important power that growth brings to our, our community. Um, and how do we actually get better at this? How do we really start planning, leaning into this purchasing power that we're starting to build? So rewind, what year did you start the push cart? Okay, we started in 2011, one of the rainiest summers on record in Portland. So we designed the push cart really smartly because it had a little cover on top and it had you know red and white striped cover. But it just so happened that that summer it was raining sideways. So the cover did very little to protect us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, 
but we started and we started with eight flavors uh, and slowly grew into a, a brick and mortar shop um, here in Portland. And, you know, after we got three shops here in Portland, we decided we wanted to open in Los Angeles. And that was a really hard decision for us because we, you know, when you're a small ice cream company, you want to, you know, there's something about being in the moment and being here and present, you know, opening a thousand miles away is really terrifying for me as a chef. Like I think also seeing the food culture that's, that's skyrocketing over the past 10 years in Los Angeles got me really excited because it opens up my eyes to different flavors, different aspects of food that we can integrate into flavors at Salt and Straw. Yeah. When you guys were doing research and development for LA, would you come down here and go to the farmer's markets and check out different places and kind of like see what sparks your creativity? Yeah. Like I'm a learner and I also love this idea of like, I like to think of myself almost like a food writer or like a, um, a tour guide. And so being able to, you know, do that research and drive up to the farms and Santa Inez Valley and drive south to the breweries in San Diego and you know like so cool it was epic because you get to like you get to actually pull these flavors and stories together and by the time they manifest themselves into a scoop of ice cream that's the easy part let's take a hot second and take a break from talking all things ice cream to talk about all things Sonos my other one true love (laughs) it's Sonos ice cream and Thomas they can have like 33% of my attention each. Best sound system that you can piece together with multiple options depending on what you need in your house. We've had it in various apartments, various condos, and now in our house, we always get like one to two pieces of Sonos a year. And slowly but surely, Thomas is going to have the most wired, smart sound system of his dreams. I have been knee deep in audio plans recently for when we finish the remodel because we're having some Sonos installed in our in our ceilings. I could answer a lot of questions for you. <laughs> but we're not quite there yet. Recently, we've been living for our Sonos Move, which is basically a portable speaker that you can take anywhere in your house or outside of your house. It goes on Bluetooth, so like you don't just need Wi-Fi. You can use it to stream music. You can listen to your favorite podcast like me, tune into the radio, hook it up to your TV. The possibilities are endless. And if you do want to switch it to Bluetooth, you can just do that via your phone and then control the music that way. If you have multiple Sonos speakers, you can hook them up to different zones so you can listen to different things in different parts of your house. Currently have been blasting Beyonce. Thomas has been using it to listen to like the endless amounts of Dodgers and Laker games that are happening. You get the idea. Head to Sonos.com to learn more. And the offer still stands as last couple of weeks that you guys can DM Thomas and he will literally put together a custom Sonos system for your house. I just really like to, you know, like shell Thomas out there for everybody. (laughs) He's obsessed. He knows what he's talking about. He'll also talk to you about the Lakers and the Dodgers. All right, back to the podcast and back to ice cream. I would like to watch that whole process of you exploring an area on a TV show. Like I want it to be it's a really Netflix fun. special yeah. and I want to like go to the brewery and just like watch you taste this and be like, let's turn into this yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of that? Can it be ice cream? <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know. I, it'll come to me and I'll like D, DM you later. Okay, but okay. like, I feel Perfect. like Netflix 2020. Well, next year is going to be your guys' 10 year anniversary. I feel like it's a perfect time to do something I know, like that. 10 years. It's so weird. <laughs> It's wild. Are you planning a big, a big like flavor celebration? I don't know. You know. Okay. Too far away. It's so far. (laughs) It doesn't feel real either. It's incredible. 
So what was one of the first flavors you ever developed for the push cart back in 2011? And is it still in existence? First flavors we ever created as an ice cream cart was uh, pear and blue cheese ice cream. And it was really cool. It started out as the story. It was, you know, we were, I was going through this process of learning all about, you know, the history of agriculture in, in Oregon, which is a really cool, you know, there's so much depth to what, what's happening here. It was really the wild front, you know, the wild frontier for many years, especially for farmers and starting to learn about, you know, pears, which we were one of the top exporters in the world of pears here sure. in Oregon. Uh, and then starting to learn about the cheese industry, which we're very proud of our cheese. I know California is also proud. Yeah, but Oregon does it so well. I've done many a cheese tour up there and it's just really top cool. notch. And yeah. Southern Oregon cheese in particular, there's this um, one family that started making cheese and they started sharing all their resources with the community and started bringing other cheesemakers in. And they slowly seeded this um, this you know, community of cheesemakers that are now world-renowned. Southern Oregon cheese is, you know, considered one of the best cheese regions in the world. And so they took their blue cheese, the name of this company is Rogue Creamery. They took their blue cheese to France to a, a competition. That alone, like, pissed a lot of French people off, right? <laughs> and then they won best blue cheese in the world. And so I knew I wanted to pair this fl- these flavors together, like the old, old world, you know, like, you know, first pioneers coming to Oregon, growing pears and like the new world of like these cheesemakers that are redefining Southern Oregon. And I wanted to pair them together in an ice cream form. It took forever to figure out how to get those flavors to work together because pear and blue cheese, it's like a classic salad recipe, but it's not a classic ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, but, you know, ultimately, you know, just working really with the clean ingredients and trying to get it, try to let them shine through against each other. It worked out really nicely. And is that a repetitive, is that a repeat fall flavor or is it always on hand? It's now on our menu full time because it's just such a beautiful story. I love everything about it that it's local and the old school and the new school. I think that's so cool. How many times do you test a recipe before you like nail it is it it does it fluctuate depending on what's in it absolutely like every test yeah have you made ice cream before yes I have and it it's fun isn't it it's so much fun and I just did a right ice cream for my latest cookbook but it was a no churn ice cream um with mascarpone and everything like it's really delicious like strawberry swirl or something there's really nothing better than like artisanal ice cream you know ice cream making is it's very easy (laughs) <laughs> it's like, I hate to like it's give not, away the magic. No, it's not easy. Flavor combinations. Not everyone can do what you do. Anything can be put in ice cream, but um, only a few of them taste good. I guess is yeah. the other way to look at it. We always joked when we were writing our cookbook. It was, I was like, I remember um, I was working with my editor and he's like, well, you know, I was like, oh, you know, we're making this flavor. You could just like, if you, uh, if you don't have enough olive oil, you could sub it with walnut oil or you know, any flavored oil. And he's like, well, what if it sucks? I'm like, well, just melt it down and drink it like a soup. That's fine. You know, like whatever. Oh my God. Were you that kid that made ice cream soup? Because I was. Yeah, it was so good. I used to nuke it in the microwave for 30 seconds and eat it with it, like slurp it with a spoon. I hate to one up you. I hate to, I hate to do this to you, but um, I used to take, and this is a, like diabetes in a bowl, but <laughs> uh, I used to take uh, three Otter Pops, three different flavors, and I would melt them in the microwave for some reason. I don't know why I didn't just like not freeze them in the first place, <laughs> but I'd melt Otter Pops and then drizzle them on top of vanilla ice cream in like a te- 
technicolor pattern and they like harden and it's it was like a otter pop magic shell. I haven't heard anyone utter the word otter pop since like <laughs> middle school. And honestly, I just there's just like so many memories coming back right now. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> they're making all natural otter pops now. I just this I'm not sponsored by otter pops in any way. But no, but like maybe there should be an otter pop salt and straw collab. Yeah, I would not be <laughs> upset. Uh, they're really delicious. So if you get a chance, it's grape juice, it's delicious. Um, oh my gosh. But yeah, you know, I, I think we have a lot of fun with our flavor creation. Ultimately, we're very, very picky in our kitchen. So, you know, I would say maybe one in 15 flavors actually make it to the menu. But we try a lot. Of, we we have a lot of failures. And a lot of them are good in, in, in their own right. Are there flavors that you're like, this is really amazing, but like it wouldn't hit mass market the same way this does like you're like I just it's just sometimes is that a factor well no because I don't we don't have that problem we have like this wonderful problem or you know the one of the wonderful avenue at Sultan Straw in that we um we don't have to worry about whether or not it's gonna sell on a grocery store shelf or go stay right but like but I just mean like uh, people are gonna like it like if you I remember when you put turkey skin in ice cream and I was like this is weird (laughs) and then I and then I ate it and I was like it's not weird it's good so good (laughs) it's all about like does it hit on that flavor does it represent the this certain artisan or this farm does it um is it like really indicative of, of the partnership or the story we're trying to tell and that's actually yeah. the most important thing for me. Because sometimes, you know, we'll make August, for example, we did a, a line of camping flavors and they were meant to transport you. And I ate them all. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, you know, for s'mores, s'mores could be interpreted like I could make 20 different s'mores ice creams that are all bomb.com, you know, like just delicious. But, you know, making one that actually like tastes like velvet, like you're sitting in front of a fire and, you know, like, and, you know, it just has that, that sexiness of, of a campfire with the smoke and everything. Like to get that to like transport you to a campfire, I think that's a really important flavor. You guys train people from the beginning about letting people do as many samples as they want. <laughs> from day one, when a new team member starts with us, I think we work with them and train them to taste as much as possible with, with new guests. The coolest part of your job to be able to take people on a journey and like, you know, regardless of where they're coming out in their day to like use ice cream to create a new experience for them. And you can only do that with a lot of samples. So I appreciate customers are willing to go on that adventure with me. In your mind, is there like a journey you would take? Like, would you start at like light citrusy <laughs> fruity things and then go up to like more decadent yeah. chocolate things? Is that something that's also trained or it's just like whatever happens, happens? That's a cool question. No one gets this deep. So I appreciate you asking that. It's different for every person. Depends on where I'm coming from. But also, I I like this idea of like reading someone's signs. So like sit down with them and like ask them a couple of questions, learn about where they're coming at. You know, yeah, I think if they're coming, if they're just like sweating and, you know, like exhausted because they just walked 10 miles and they want to try something, then I'll start them with something like super citrusy and refreshing and be like, okay, this is a good start just to like warm your palate up. Whereas if they're like, I only eat chocolate, you know, I'd be like, okay, you know, start with this. It is different every single time. And it's, that's what makes it fun. They're like ice cream therapists. I'm going to start calling myself that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's, I mean, honestly, I want that on my resume. I don't know who would be upset about that title. <laughs> so what is your guys' all-time best-selling flavor? What's been a couple this summer? Salted malted. Yes, I ate it for lunch. Salted malted. Uh, that one's been like really, <laughs> I think that one just like has found a, a place in its of its own this summer. I think people just need like comfort right now in their lives. And uh, so salted malted chocolate chip cookie dough, it's, it's just like hitting the spot for me in particular. So good. Can we talk about birthday cake? First of all, I had two pints of it earlier this summer and I hid one in the freezer because I didn't want Thomas to have access to it. And I went <coughs> to town and I just like one night I was having a rough night and I just like ate all the birthday cake little sections. And Thomas was like, you can't do that. You have to eat it equally. I'm like, let, I'm, let me having a moment. Let me live. <laughs> it is so freaking good. And then I I went to, I was at a photo shoot and I came home and he had discovered the other pint in my freezer. And I was like, honestly, grounds for a divorce. And no one in LA sells it by the pint. So I've just been like going and getting scoops of it to satisfy my cravings. It's oh, no. so, no, 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 I'm I'll sorry. survive. I have every other pint in the freezer. It's so good. It's so good. It's so special, but it's not everywhere all the time though, is it? Uh, just for the month of July. It's our, July is like our berry, you know, Welcome to summer berry season. Two more questions for you. Um, one, and this is my least favorite question when people ask me, but I'm going to ask you, what besides the pear and blue cheese, do you have a favorite flavor? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't play favorites. I know. Um, I know. I say the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every moment, it's different. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've tried our, we've got a, a strawberry coconut water sherbet. We go through like tens of thousands of pounds of strawberries and we'll just like um, kind of lightly roast them in a little bit of sugar um, and puree them into coconut cream and put them in an ice cream machine. And it's so clean and simple and it's actually like not very ice creamy. It's like, you know, sherbet, it's much more well, like... Well, that's dairy. It's a dairy-free yeah, one, right? Yeah, so it's vegan too, which is awesome. I think that's one of my favorites right now. You know, it's like perfectly summery, like I, or it's, it's refreshing. Okay, if you could travel anywhere in the world to go explore the food scene and then use that inspiration to make new flavors of ice cream, where would you go? Oh my gosh, this is a really hard question too. Have you had to answer this before? I never ask it in terms of like developing okay, flavors. Okay. And my answer is like not a food related, like I want to go to Rwanda and see the mountain gorillas, cool. which I don't That'd think is fun. helping <laughs> the flavor development. I don't know. I feel like Montana's berry scene is so different than what we have here in California or in Portland. Like it'd be really mm -hmm, like it'd be so cool to explore that. There's so many like cool like Maine probably has things. I don't even know. Um, well, OK, I have a weird story. We just did Ancestry.com and my great grandfather was adopted. So we didn't really know. And he was snuck across the Canadian border. So he had an illegal birth certificate and all of this. And, and we finally were connected with our family. And my uh, great-grandfather was from this really rural part outside of Hong Kong in China. We are like, I desperately want to go out there. And he apparently moved over to uh, Canada and started cooking. And he became a chef. I knew nothing about him until like a year ago. Um, just had this weird affinity. I used to live in Beijing and somehow ran into cooking. So I feel like I'm like destined to go out there and learn uh, about this, the food that he grew up with. So that's my dream. And so wildly different than what we have here on the West Coast. That would be oh, incredible. Yeah. I'll go with you. I'll meet okay, you there cool. for a week. <laughs> 
Okay, awesome. Well, for everybody listening, where do they learn more about Salt and Straw? So we change our menu every month. So you just have to constantly come back. Our website, saltandstraw.com, um, or I've heard Instagram. It's pretty popular nowadays. Just at Salt and Straw. <laughs> Is that because you're not on Instagram? I don't know how to use it. I mean, I'm on it, but <laughs> yeah, you can follow me. I've got really cute dog pictures. Yeah, and it's a great excuse to go to the store once a week so you can take every new flavor. One flavor a week. Yeah, perfect. My husband and I just started a breakfast burrito crawl. So um, once a week, we have a different breakfast burrito here in Southern California. And honestly, I think that's like on a Saturday morning, yeah. but I think Friday afternoons need to be like ice cream afternoons. So like you go get a different salt and straw. The new salt, I mean, our new house is right by the salt and straw in Studio City. So like I, I plan this well, like, <laughs> it's a small yeah, one. Yeah, but it's yeah. perfect. Uh, I'm, you're going to have to send me your list of breakfast burritos. Oh, I that sure will. It's delicious. right here all in Chicken Scratch. I will type it up and send it to you next, <laughs> next <laughs> okay. time you're in LA. Okay. You can go check them all out. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. You are the best. I'm going to eat some salted malted ice cream. Thank, thank you, you in your honor. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, that's a wrap on Tyler from Salt and Straw. Check them out, saltandstraw.com. If you don't live in one of the locations where they have stores, let me just break it down for you. There is such a thing as Pint of the Month Club, and you can do three months, six months, 12 months. It's actually a genius gift, and you get different pints every month so you can enjoy Salt and Straw right from your house. I mean, honestly, the fact that Thomas hasn't gifted this to me for one of our anniversaries or birthday presents is not acceptable. <laughs> He'll probably never hear this, so he won't even know. Um, anyways, check them out. Thank you. Make sure you like and subscribe, all the things. I will see you guys next week. All right, that's it for today's What's Gobby Cooking in the Wild. Be sure to tune in for new episodes on Mondays. And if you have any questions you want answered, give us a call at 1-888-338-4429 and leave me a voicemail. Or if you know a super cool small company that you want to be highlighted, let me know in the voicemail as well. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're using to listen and follow along with What's Gobby Cooking on Instagram and Twitter. And for more recipes, check out my website, whatsgobbycooking.com. See you guys very soon. <laughs>